welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 123. We're going to talk about Rose. My name is John and joining me as he does every time... We record a new episode of this fantastic show. This is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's it's going well. I uh, good. Just got back from L.A. I drove this time. Well, at least you couldn't be delayed by Southwest. Very true. I was on. Uh, I was on my own time. And let me let me tell you. I think I missed it a little bit. Yeah, I get it. You know, road trips nice every now and then. Yeah, it's it's nice. I got to listen to. Some podcasts and, you know, be by myself on the open road. (laughs) (laughs) And Interstate 5 is about as open as it gets. Very true. Very, very true. How have you been, sir? Good. um, Busy, but but life's good. I actually spent um, part of last weekend replacing my front brake pads on my car because, oh my God, did it need them. Oh, were we getting a little shrieking? Um, Yeah, but, you know, I tend to... Have the windows up and listening to podcasts on the drive in in the morning. Mm. Drive home, I've got music going, but the windows down. But yeah, I could kind of start hearing the the uh, what do they call it? The little like warning, little shink, 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 shink. yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I probably should just go ahead and do it. And then I pulled the pads, and there was like maybe a millimeter of material left. Oh, geez. Oh, it was. I was due. I'd probably put close to sixteen thousand miles on that set of pads. Ooh, wow. I changed them just before my very first galley. Oh, geez. So got almost a year and a half out of them. Well, that's pretty good. Of commute, you know, driving and stuff. So I've got brand new pads up front. I think next weekend I'll do the rears. Nice. Because uh, I've never done those in 22,000 miles of an English car. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that and I recorded a brand new episode of If Memory Serves with Seb over the weekend. I think it just went live today. Yeah, it just went live today, and I believe. What did you guys talk about? Tell the people. Do you remember? Oh, I remember. I was telling. I was asking. I was telling you to tell the people what you talked about. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you faded out just a little bit. Oh um, goodness, I'm sorry. Uh, we talked video games. We talked once everything was done and edited for two hours and sixteen minutes Oof. worth of video games my goodness um, yeah i when i originally visioned it as let's let's talk about just you know our consoles you know pong and atari 2600 and then all the nintendos we had and everything and then it was like oh well what about arcade games well what about these computer games that we remember playing and um what about these handheld games you know that, that weren't you know a, a game boy or something i was like oh my god you're right there's all this other stuff that i totally forgot about so we just decided to cover all of it and I knew if it ran too long, I'd cut it into two episodes. But, you know, it was right on the edge of like, okay, do I, do I cut it into two one hours? Or yeah. do I just go whole hawk and be like, look, here's here's two hours worth of stuff. I enjoy I, it. Yes, I feel like you uh, you guys were talking about that at, fir- at first, talking about doing it into two episodes. But, hey, just... There we go. Just get yeah. it all. So stick with it, folks. If if you're going to check it out and you're going to give it a listen, either uh, hopefully you've got a podcast player that will play at double speed and then you can just listen to it in an hour. Um, <laughs> or you're on a road trip, maybe. And hey. You just want to hear a couple of guys talk about all some of the random bizarre video games that they played growing up. Well, I just listened to a three and a half hour podcast on the oh, way back. So God. Yeah. So um, I'll listen to the whole thing. All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, uh, look in the next couple of days here. The uh, newest installment of Monthly Music Digest will be out for the month of April. Oh, yeah, that's right. New month starts tomorrow. Yeah, I got to uh, the, the month of my birth. Yes. Indeed. This coming Friday, I will be 35. Wow. Just a, just a, a wee lad. Yes, <laughs> Just a wee lad, indeed. See, seeing as how I'm facing my Douglas Adams birthday this year. I don't know what that means. 42. Oh, 42. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I caught on. I caught on. I caught on pretty quickly there. You so, got there. So, before we get into Rose, uh, let's talk some Who News, shall we? Let's, indeed. So, Gallifrey 1 attendees, pay attention. Ding, 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 ding. 
Markdown May 11th, Friday, May 11th, as Hotel Scramble Day. Oh, boy. Well, that is, as, um, uh, I believe that is the the more hectic day than getting the tickets day. Thank you again, sir. Yes, it is now. <laughs> it is now. Thank you, Eventbrite. If we could do the hotel rooms through Eventbrite, yeah, could, too, could that we? would be nice. Now, let's see. May 11th, I believe, is a Friday. Uh, yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, yes, because if your birthday lands on a Friday, one week after that. Yeah. So wherever you expect to find yourself that Friday, I would not be surprised if it was roundabout noon. Yeah. I don't have that confirmed. Uh, Yes, so I know where I will be, and I will be in L.A. um, crossing my fingers that I can. Of course, uh, of course, I'll be in L.A. Where else would I be? I know. Soon it'll just be that all the time. It will be that all the time. But, um... Uh, yeah, oh, the hotel thing. I, I remember last year, I think our strategy was everyone just try to get two. Yes. And that was a good strategy for us. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to talk with uh, with Peter and Anna, see, see how we want to tackle that. Yeah, I think uh, we might just do the same thing again. Might not be a bad idea. I don't think so. And I mean, our group has dwindled over the year, so I've, I'm pretty sure it's just the five of us. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about getting two million hotel rooms. Right. All right. What do we got <laughs> next here? Well, Forbes, of all places, um, has an article about how science proves you can kill weeping angels. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> Pretty much. You thought they just talked financial stuff. Oh, my goodness. So uh, Yeah, I will, I will include a link to that in the show notes. It does get a little hard on the science. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, definitely kind of timey wimey with it, but um, yeah, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure that I could quite encapsulate the idea huh. behind it. Um, so, so go check out our show notes. Go, go, go find that article and uh, give it a read uh, if you dare. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so there's actually been a copy of the 1988 report that kind of sounded the death knell for classic who been making the rounds lately. Um, yeah, it um, it amazingly. Uh, so let's see, 1988, the season 24 has yes. already aired. So mm-hmm. so Sylvester McCoy's got one season under his belt. Um, and in that report, it actually says the the that a, a majority of viewers preferred Colin Baker to Sylvester McCoy. Wow, I know. Goodness, um, yeah, they really weren't fans of Bonnie Langford. Oh um, wow. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of interesting to read in, in a historical perspective. Um, but at the same time as, as someone, at least for me, who, you know, seventh doctor is, is my doctor. Yeah. It, it hurts to read. It's just I like, know. Oh, good heavens. Ugh. Yeah. Don't like that at all. No, no. <laughs> um, and, and lastly, uh, the, the fourth doctor story, Genesis of the Daleks will be in theaters I, I think it's gonna be something like 750 theaters yeah nationwide for one night only on monday june 11th you know what i hate about this besides a monday night yeah that's the only thing i hate about it yeah i was gonna say do you know what else i hate about this it's just the one thing it is what is this monday I, night i know i don't have time for that nonsense. no and for all we know we could be recording that night yes Oh, goodness. Could we be? Very possibly. Who knows? I mean, we can just map it out here. Well, we might also have a hiccup in our schedule since you're you're moving. Well, I'm going to try and make no hiccups, sir. <laughs> well, we'll do our best to keep our diaphragm muscles uh, <laughs> in check. Yes. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And we would be recording that day. Ah, <laughs> too funny. <laughs> so never mind. We will be oh, going I, to see and Genesis of the Dolls. I guess we can't go to a theater with a recorder and just do a live commentary. Oh, it. I mean, I'll try it. Yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty awesome if we could actually get away with actually, you know, talking in a theater. <laughs> that would be great. Completely wild, something plays. That would be amazing. Yeah. But if you are free on a Monday night and you've got nothing to do and, you know, you don't have to date the kids to karate and you don't have dishes to do and you don't have podcasts to record after that. Right. By all means, check it out. You should definitely. <laughs> so, Taylor, main event yes, time. Yes. 
We watched Rose, starring Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor, Billy Piper as Rose, Camille Cordu. Oh my goodness, Koduri. Koduri. It took forever for me to pronounce it. Ah, always had trouble with it. Camille Corduri. Nice. Corduri. That's a great name as Jackie Tyler and Noel Clark as Mickey Smith. I'm sorry, Noel Clark. Goodness, what is you happening? Got Christmas on the brain, don't you? Hmm. Christmas. You have Christmas on the brain. I do apparently. I'm sorry, <laughs> Noel. My bad. Uh, it was written by Russell T. The T stands for the Davies, and directed by Keith Boak. Mm-hmm. It first aired March 26, 2005, and it is the first story of a new Who season one. Before we get into it, we've got a slew of story notes. We do, yeah, quite a few with this one. Um, and this story actually remains, as of 2018, the most watched first episode for any new incarnation of the Doctor. Oh. It got a 10.81 million Woo! BBC One rating. It's, it's almost 11 million people watched it, besting the Goodness. previous record holder, Robot. Aha! And was not outdone by the Christmas Invasion, nor the 11th Hour, nor Deep Breath. It is also the second highest rated series opener of all time, second only to Destiny of the Daleks. Now, were all of those Christmas Invasion was the only Christmas episode, right? Uh, it's the only Christmas episode that was a Doctor's first oh, story. Right, right, yes. right. Okay, okay. All right. Wow. Well, I then. Know. I know. Um, so the story itself, Rose, that is, could yes. be a close sequel to Spearhead from Space and his thematic similarities to the earlier story as both feature a new Doctor, a new companion, and an Auton invasion of London. Uh, the Autons that also appeared in Terror of the Autons, which we'll get to someday, and the story introduced, well, that story introduced yes. the Master, another new companion, and reoccurring unit character, Mike Yates. Mike Yates? Have we met Mike Yates? Uh, I'm trying to remember if Terror of the Autons comes before or after the demons, and I don't remember. It's I don't know. Helpful. I'm looking. But all three, go ahead, take a look. I'm taking a look. Okay, and I'll let everyone know that all three Auton stories featured the debut appearance of and incarnation for either the Doctor or the Master. Um, he was in the Demons, yes. So we have, we okay. have, we are familiar with him, and I think that's the only one that we've seen. Probably. It looks like it. Okay. So this episode, like the 1996 TV movie, breaks with what had become the tradition of including the Doctor's image in the title sequence. Yeah. We yeah. didn't get that back until Capaldi, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I wonder if we'll have it with Whitaker. We will see. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll see how much uh, our new showrunner loves tradition. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, excited. Boy. There's, what, a mere five months to go. There has to be. And I mean, I know we're in the middle of show note or story notes here. That's okay. There's got to be something soon, right? I, I would imagine... We're getting I'm, something I'm, at Comic-Con, My money's right? on July. My July, San Diego. okay. All right, you're going to say July, I'll say Comic-Con. Well, July is San Diego Comic-Con. Is it? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's why I'm saying July. Well, we both agree. Agree to disagree, <laughs> Taylor. How about that? <laughs> uh, this is actually the first episode of Doctor Who to use the name of a companion in its title. Oh, all right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Clive's website who is Doctor Who, marks the first time a character has directly referred to the Doctor by the name Doctor Who on screen since Wotan in the War Machines. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wotan. Yeah, because Doctor Who is required. Yes. Doctor Who is required. <laughs> uh, I just want, I, I, I want a clip of that on a soundboard somewhere. I could Wotan probably find that. it and then awesome. I have the technology. We can rebuild it? Yes. Well, I don't have to rebuild it. I just have to put it into a program. Okay. That works, too. (laughs) Clive's use is clearly meant in the form of a question with Doctor Who being more or less a nickname. Right. Uh, This this was the first episode since part two of 1985's Revelation of the Daleks to run for about 45 minutes. Oh, a sweet, sweet 45 minutes. Thanks, Modern Who. (laughs) I know. It was so much easier to (laughs) watch this story. Yep. Um... I actually busted out my DVD set. Ooh, really? I sure did. I know. I was like, wow, I haven't pulled this DVD set out since 2007, maybe. Wow. Yeah, well, when so much stuff is streaming. Yeah, 
definitely. <sighs> well, this is also the first story since Legopolis to credit, credit its leading cast member as Doctor Who and not The Doctor. But this credit would be reverted during David Tennant's tenure at his request, no less. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So, Taylor, you have a uh, world-famous synopsis for us, so uh, let's, uh, let's uh, hear it, sir. I do indeed. A freshly regenerated doctor hot off the events of the day of the doctor oh, lands in London ready to quote unquote negotiate with the nesting consciousness, which is attempting its own spearhead from space part deux when he's <laughs> sidetracked by a chavish shop girl who doesn't have her A-levels, but at least came in third in gymnastics. Oh, and Wilson's dead. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Wilson. <laughs> Pour out some of my 40 for you. So, Taylor, uh, first note, I'm just going to, uh, I see your first note. Yes. And I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to, I guess, um, ask you a question. Um, for, as a, you know, as a fan of the original series, grew up mm -hmm. with the original series, uh, survived the wilderness years. Congratulations. Um, what was this like for you the first time you watched it? Um, yeah, because my first note was I remember how excited I was watching the torrent of this yeah. because it leaked early. Um, and and yeah, I'm sorry. I, I've obviously I bought the DVD set. So, hey, but, man, um, we all had to figure out a way to watch this. Oh, especially back then. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. There was not a lot of support. In fact, I think Sci-Fi Channel carried it for a little while before BBC America came along. Um, I was I was hugely excited. Um, it, it was something I never thought would happen. Yeah. I mean, I legitimately never thought it would happen. And, um, it watching it for the very first time. And I, I remember not even being caught up in, oh, this is kind of cheesy or, oh, this is kind of silly. It, it just, you know, just from the moment the music starts. Oh yeah. I'm just sucked right back in. And it was like, oh my gosh, I, I haven't felt this feeling in so long of watching, you know a show that i identify with so strongly yeah um it, it it was it was massive i mean i i also remember being on um the outpost gallifrey forums uh at the time back when you know forums were apparently a thing yeah um, and it, it no joke it, there was so much traffic oh i from bet people talking about it speculating about it um everything i mean it 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 literally crashed the site and they, they basically shut it for a few days being like, Oh, wow. <laughs> we need to recover. Everybody's watching this. Everybody's reacting to it. You're freaking our systems out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 it was amazing. I mean, they could have, they could have done Dr. Who stick figure theater for all I cared at, at that point. <laughs> and I would have been, I would have been over the moon about it. So yeah, I was thrilled. And at the same time, I was kind of like, Oh, there's stuff that's different. Oh, there's stuff that's, you know, and then at the same time, I'm like, okay, I got to remember they're, they're introducing this to new people too. Yeah. Um, actually I, I have a, another question. Have you hmm. tried to find anyone from those forums? Have you, have you ever tried to, I don't know how, how, uh, interactive you were on those forums, but did you ever try to find them on a, on Twitter or on? no. No, honestly, I I was I stopped using that forum. Here's here's something to tell you because this was March of 2005, right? Yes. I stopped using that forum before I ever signed up for Twitter, before I ever signed up for Facebook. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. there just came a point where right. I was like I don't have time to follow all these threads and I just stopped. That just be I think it'd be fun if one of them was at uh Gallifrey 1. And you were just like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. That'd be." Oh, I, I, I'm 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 sure plenty of them were, seeing as how Outpost Gallifrey is run by Sean Lyon. Oh really? And oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't yes. know that. That's I great. Can almost guarantee you, people I interacted with, even though I don't remember a single screen name, uh, 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 have been go to and will continue to go to Gallifrey One. Um, do I know who any of them are now? Not. Oh, that's great. I, I didn't even, know that. That's yeah. very cool. <laughs> so. My experience a little different mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't really know anything about this show. I just um, started watching it um, because uh, my girlfriend at the time was really into it. And I went, all right, well, uh, let's give this show a go. And then I actually binge watched um, all of Eccleston's season in a day. Uh, wow. So I, I remember liking no, I it. 
I seem to remember there was also some encouragement from at least one of your coworkers to watch this show. <laughs> yes, yes, there was. <laughs> yes, there was. But I believe I didn't uh, really get it. I didn't really get it. We, we, I've told this story before when I you was have. in New York and um, they were both watching Tenet's send off and I was busy watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and I didn't know what was happening. Uh, and I was like, maybe I'll give this show a go. But yes, uh, there was also encouragement from you. Yes, from there was a couple of people that wanted me to watch it, and I'm glad that I finally got around to it. Um, I mean, I, I, I it was a little campy when I when I remember when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't know about the show, but it was it was a good enough intro to the show that I continued. Obviously, and now it's my favorite show ever. So it is pretty awesome. There you go. So. Um, <laughs> This time around, I'm I'm watching it, and man, was everything shot in soft lighting? What was happening? Oh yeah, didn't it seem just like there's there's a both a bit of soft lighting. There's like when um when Rose's down in the basement trying to get the lottery money to Wilson. There's there's parts where it's it's almost overlit, and in fact, yeah, in, in one. In one shot, I think just after the um, like the fire door closes behind her, um, and she runs back over to it, and she realizes she's locked in in the reflection of the paint on the door. You can see they've got just a big old light box, right? Um, just throwing light into that area, um, and it's I don't know. I, I I kind of had flashbacks to kind of some of that Sylvester McCoy era where things were just overly bright when they really didn't need to be. So in that case, do you think it was a throwback? <laughs> I no, unfortunately. Right. No. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. I just I thought that was um I just remember watching I'm like, why is everything what is with this lighting? Um Let's talk about the music for a second here. Yeah. Because we I, we open with um basically a little montage into Rose's life, her daily mm-hmm. life. I kind of like the groove that they open with. Uh, I love that when we are inside the department store, it turns kind of into Muzak. Yes. Yes. That was a nice touch. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, And it also did a nice job of showing that not really much was happening at her work. Mm-hmm. She was just very bored with it. Everything else seemed pretty fast paced, but work just kind of seemed like meh. Yep. Okay. Fold shirts. Put shirts out. Fold <laughs> shirts. Put shirts out. Did people really wear pants that baggy back then? <laughs> Two thousand and five. Yeah, I think yeah. the baggy pants thing was still in. I don't think um, I the skinny jean phase came for another couple of years. I well, I mean, and I get skinny jam, and that's obviously a big reaction to that. But I mean, I remember pants that baggy. It was more like late nineties yes. rave culture. I mean, like I don't remember this kind of like drifting into the, uh, the early goths 2000s. wore the goths wore pants like those too. I thought the goths like skinny everything. No, 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 not in the not when I was in high school. They enjoyed their oh, gigantic okay. pants. Um, right. Fair. Yeah, so um yeah, people did wear pants these this big Those apparently. are just crazy pants. <laughs> they yes, they are literal crazy pants. <laughs> uh I think um we have one person to thank uh for for uh the return of Doctor Who and it's not Russell T Davies, it's not, you know, Christopher Uckelson. It's the the doorman that actually uh reminds Rose that she has to go give Wilson the money because without him we would never get this story. You know, that's a good point. Thank you, doorman. Thank you, doorman. Uh, so, yeah, so Rose, for some reason, is in charge of giving the... She calls it lottery. Yeah. Is it... Am I missing something? Was it for... Uh, well, it, much like California and other, other states in, in, in America, um, they have a lottery. And you oh, can buy lottery tickets. Because it looked like it was like a deposit for... I don't know. It just looked like it was in a an official bag of some sort. Well, yeah, it looks like it's in a in official like a um like a merchant bank, you know. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, like we used to have bag, it. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, the deposit slips at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Exactly. Oh, I miss those things. Kind of. Uh, Not really. Uh, anyway, yeah. So um, she goes to give him. Is it the winnings? Um, no, it's it's probably it's probably the take. They I. I don't know for sure because 
obviously I've never sold lottery tickets, whether right. here in America or in England, but yeah. I'm assuming that the money they take in from selling tickets, they have to uh, uh, account for separately from the day's sales. Mm, yes. Okay. Um, I would like to point out the door that she goes to says HP Wilson CEO. And my first thought was, why is the CEO in the basement? <laughs> That's a really good question. It's a man um, of the people that Wilson. I, I don't know the answer, but I can certainly make stuff up. That'll be entertaining. He's a very humble man. Yes, he is. He's a man um, of the people. His, his, his rooftop uh, uh, office is being remodeled. Ah, oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> but we don't know that. So we just, that's why we feel bad for him when it exactly. turns out that he's dead. And then, yeah, and then we find out he's dead, and then you can just really feel bad for him. And then, yeah, but he was actually just like an evil CEO at the top floor, which, uh, it, spoiler, his his office has now just exploded. Yeah, that's true. We do get to that point, don't we? Yeah, so Rose in the basement, walking around, um, and then... Uh, we get the uh, the autons there. Yeah. Do you, do you think the autons ever like care about the fashions they get dressed in? I don't know. Like, and who dresses them? Well, oh they, right, yes, yes, yes. Like they come, yeah, so, they come alive, and they're yeah. like, oh, what is this? It's like, oh, why are these it. jeans so baggy? That, these pants with this shirt. I can't even walk in these pants. Shoot people. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what caused the autons to go crazy. They don't like their fashion. They, yeah. They are not hip to the fashion of no. the early 2000s or the mid 2000s. Wow, understandable in those pants. So Rose is cornered. Uh, she's about to be uh, karate chopped. <laughs> and a hand comes out of nowhere. And it's not plastic. And it is not plastic. And we get the first words run and we're off. Yes. And uh, I do have a note here. Oh, I guess the uh, the modern autons do run kind of fast or they at least or sort of speed walk or yeah there's there they at least speed walk which was more it's, than i thought they did yeah right i don't remember kind of paying attention to that the last time that i watched this episode but coming off of spearhead i was kind of like oh hey look they're walking really quickly they go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> that's exactly what it well you know they've just become alive so <laughs> that's true maybe that's where all they were actually going. functions fired up maybe that's where they were actually going they weren't going maybe. to uh <laughs> Jesus. Um, we get a nice little visual effect on the Sonic. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Is that the first and only time? Because I don't recall it ever happening again. I I think so. I, I mean, I don't I don't really recall it in yeah. other examples. I wonder if they were just like, eh, that costs cost like $3,000. Let's not do that again. <laughs> Probably. Just get the light. It's fine. We'll get yeah. it. Um. What were your first impressions of of Eccleson when you first like we're getting some intro we're getting some little banter between Rose but is it a student thing uh, yeah right. so we, so we get a little banter between them what were go your first have, impressions go off and have your lovely beans on toast yes um you know I wasn't sure what to think really because um you know I I had only known Christopher Eccleston as like you know the evil general guy in Twenty Eight Days Later um, oh. which is great film um the sequels eh, but the first one really good um and he plays a total baddie but a baddie that has to appear good um and so i've only known him really in kind of this serious role um and the doctor naturally is a little bit more comical in many ways um so yeah i mean at first like my first impressions i was i don't know that i was completely sold i think just because it was suddenly so different. Here he is. He's yeah. He's he's running around in a, a V neck and a leather jacket, and I'm like, this is well, this certainly is different. It's a very plain look for the Doctor. Um, yeah, it, for for being as kind of radically different as it was, it, it was actually, and maybe that was what was radical about it. Is it was plain. It wasn't like an Edwardian frock coat. Yeah, it wasn't ruffles, and it wasn't a Technicolor dream coat. Yes. And I feel um, like um, hasn't Colin Baker said that was kind of something he had? Yes, he had said he wanted his doctor to be dressed in kind of, he, sort he, of. Yeah, he wanted to look something like that, and so naturally, John Nathan Turner gave him the complete opposite. Yes, of course, as, about as opposite as it could get. Oh, definitely. Um, but I think by 
I think by the end of this episode and, and definitely by the end of like the second or third episode, I was I was much more sold. Yeah. On him. And I'm like, OK, Christopher Eccleston, obviously we've seen him. He can do serious, mm-hmm. um, but he can kind of do some goofy stuff, too. And it doesn't come off as being like forced or awkward. Right. Um, you know, but at the same time, some of the gags, obviously, in this episode are are um, almost played up a little Maybe for my taste, I guess a little too much. They're just a, just a little too cheesy. Oh yeah, this um, is definitely a very um, cheesy. Yeah, there's a lot of cheese cheese going on here. Well, and for a long time, it's I've always you know Doctor Who fans. We we, we kind of talk about you know you want to start somebody you know who wants to watch New Who off at the beginning, and and there's a lot of very worthy stuff in Eccleston, but. I've heard so many people say that, yeah, I want to have somebody watch Rose, but then I just have to feel like I have to apologize to them the whole time. Oh, um, yeah. it's kind of cheesy. No, I definitely agree with that. I actually sat down with my entire family and watched this, and I went, oh, boy, this is just, <laughs> this is a whole thing. But they all, they all, they liked it. I mean, they, wasn't, well, they weren't, good. like, blown away by it, but... Uh, my sister was way into it by that point, so she was just like, "Oh, geez." I, even she was like, "Oh man, look at this! What is yeah. this?" But yeah, no, I can. I, I totally get it, and it's it is one of those things where I've I've kind of avoided coming back to it because I've just remembered being so cheesy. So to being forced to watch it to talk about it, yes, there's that cheese, obviously, but um, it was a very dairy filled episode. Um, but <laughs> uh, I kind of am coming at it with with a new appreciation for kind of like what they're setting up I'm, I'm looking at it more in a in a technical sense i guess right rather than just kind of like sitting there and kind of soaking in the episode i'm like oh look at this shot and look at how they do the music here and okay yeah a farting trash bin did we or a burping trash bin do we did we really need that yeah you know the answer is no we didn't no but... we didn't and now that i think about it there is a lot of like what were the oh my goodness this Slo- it's not the slovene is it the slovene, it is the slovene. yeah they, 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 they fart yeah, there was a lot of uh, crude humor uh, in some of these early episodes. There is. Yeah, no, there, there's honestly, there's a bunch of potty humor. And I, I think it was like, oh, hey, it's a family show. We need to appeal to kids. Kids like farts. Kids like burps. Apparently so. Hey. <laughs> so, um, I mean, this was the first doctor I traveled with, so I had no other reference at all. Yeah, right. right so exactly. this, you know, is just like, all right, he's... Yep, I don't know. I had nothing else to base it on. So let's see. Uh, nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. Like Eccleston, uh, just revisiting this is just uh, so good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the doctor just blows up that entire entire department store, that entire I building. Know. You wonder if there was another way. Apparently there was not. No, or it's still kind of a, a, a after effect of the time war. I've got to blow things up. I mean, I guess so. I guess we uh, we get the little uh, sound effect for the TARDIS, but we don't get any visual effects, and we see the TARDIS for the first time, mm-hmm. and it is gigantic. Yeah, it is. It is a very robust TARDIS. It's it's huge. Yeah. I don't. Is yeah. that the biggest one to date? Before, uh, well, no. Is that the biggest one to date? I think it is. Um. I don't know. I've never seen them compared side by side, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, when you first see it, it's like, oh, wow, that's... It's huge. It's chubbier than I remember. <laughs> TARDIS. What's going on? <laughs> Bread makes you fat. Um, but it's delicious. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Mickey. So we're meeting all of the... Uh, well, I mean, we met Jackie kind of at the mm-hmm. beginning in a very, like, very brief scene. Yes, um, where I think she says that uh rose has skin like an old bible yes oh and we you know we do in the in the montage we meet mickey as well yes and we're in the after effects here we're back at the apartment mickey is quote-unquote concerned (laughs) Um, but really just wants to go down to the pub man i i like i like mickey and i don't know what it is about his portrayal here i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say just makes me upset okay Makes me upset because I feel like I, I I understand. Well, more so later where he's like, so you just ran off with this dude <laughs> anyway. Uh, the next morning, we have no job to go to, even though an alarm goes off. Yeah. We got to talk about this Jackie doctor scene. Oh, yes. There's a strange man in my 
bedroom, and he's not even in the room. Yep. This is very awkward. <laughs> and the doctor says, it is, nah. and No joke. I mean, the, the way that Camille Coduri plays that scene, it's like, wow, that's that's coming on a little heavy there. I know. It went from like, that was like one to a hundred real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and we this is kind of where we're getting the sense of the that the doctor is indeed an alien or he has some sort of ability. I mean, besides maybe the TARDIS. But I mean, if you're watching the show for the first time, you have no idea. Right. And he's he's talking about um, he opens. What does he open? He opens a um, a magazine and says, oh, mm-hmm. that'll never work out. He's an alien and or she's an alien and he's gay. So and then he picks up a book and he goes through it very quickly and he goes, oh, good read. Sad ending. Uh, that yes. book with the sad ending is uh, Lovely Bones, uh-huh. which uh, can confirm <laughs> that was a rough movie. Have you ever seen that? No. Holy moly. No, I remember when it came out. Didn't really have a lot of desire to see it. So Yeah, that movie is rough. Um, is this where we get the uh, oh, we get the, the arm coming back? Right. And yes. the I mean this is also very cheesy. Oh, completely. I mean, what would anybody do with, you know, a, a an arm from a mannequin? Of course you'd grab it and make you make it look like it's choking <laughs> you. I mean, yeah, that's the bit. That should always be it's the bit. Completely what the bit is. But in this case, um it's alive. Exactly. Now, I mean, we talk about, you know, oh, the cheese, all that stuff. And you said, oh, but at this this time around, I'm looking at more um, like the music and how things are shot and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So let's talk about Rose and the doctor walking through that neighborhood. All one shot. Yes, that is one long, well done tracking shot. Oh, my goodness. That was. And didn't we have a tracking shot in the last one we just watched? Um, Yes. Yes, we did. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Look at those. Look at those back-to-back um, tracking shots in Auton stories. <laughs> now I need to watch Terror of the Autons to see if there's a tracking shot in that one. Oh man, if there is, we've got a conspiracy on our hands. Indeed. What if that's like in the BBC contract? If you have a story with living plastic in it, you need a really good tracking shot. <laughs> That'd be a really bizarre thing to put in a contract. But hey, hey I'm sure there's weirder stuff. I'm sure there is. Um, no, just a great. <laughs> scene between the two where he basically and we don't get the rundown that he gives her we come like midway through mm-hmm. and she's just like she's taking it all in she's like all right that's fine i get it and well and then we get the like the the you know who are you really yes this which... i i i think this little speech here when i first saw it that's really what kind of grabbed me. I went, okay, yes. Yeah. This is Doctor Who. Here we are. This is where we're going. This 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 sets a tone. And he and this is is this where he tell he tells her to forget him? Or no, that's earlier. Basically end of it, yeah. At, oh yeah, at the forget end of me, that, Rose Tyler, like, yes. You know, I'm that feeling and we're spinning on this rock and we go flying off into space and whatever, and it's you know, that's who I am. Now forget me. Now forget me. Uh, we get the TARDIS noise, and we get for the very first time Rose's theme. Mm, that's right. Very interesting. You know what I actually didn't look for throughout this episode, and I wish I had looked for it a little harder? I didn't look for any bad wolf signs. I did, and I did not see any. I thought I'd see some in that long tracking shot, but mm-hmm. I didn't see anything, and I looked at the end as well when we're in the um, where we drop off Mickey. Right. I didn't yeah. see anything either. Those were the only two places I thought we would see something, but well, and I didn't see any references about it in uh, oh, in Tardis Wiki. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, maybe they hadn't gotten to that yet. Well, you got to remember they, they a lot of times, and I understand that British television is, is is shot a little differently than American. Is that you 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 create a pilot and you show that around, and if that gets picked up, you know, then you make more. Right. 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 So they may not have had that seed planted yet. I mean, probably not. Now, here comes one of my favorite scenes. We, uh, we're searching hmm. the web. We're trying to figure out what's going on. We're typing in all sorts of weird things. And I think, what is the, the search engine that we get? 
that what oh, is Oh, I didn't I didn't even look. I was so taken aback by the fact that they were still using a CRT monitor. <laughs> I mean, I not the search uh, engine they were using. I'm saying what was the web search that got our our hit that we were looking for? Was it Dr. Blue Box? Oh, oh, yes. Dr. Blue Box. Yes, and Dr. Blue Box. Have you seen this man, Dr. Who? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now I think we had a story note about this last time, did we not? Where it was supposed to include other doctors? Oh yes, the novelization that Russell T Davies did. Yes, of this episode. Yes, in this scene where she goes to Clive's and they're looking through this stuff, it's not just horribly, horribly, painfully. <laughs> utterly crap photoshop versions oh yeah this is very of christopher eccleston's face pasted onto something (laughs) i'm sorry i work in photoshop actually a lot for somebody who's a technical writer Mm -hmm. um and i could have done a better job of that in five minutes oh yeah i don't doubt it they took that was that was shit i'm sorry it was very bad gonna say it that was a shit job there we go i don't disagree i have feelings about this apparently (laughs) uh so I absolutely loved this. I thought this was such a. I wrote this is such a great backstory thing. Oh, it is. It's it is fantastic. It's just such a good way for new audience members or new fans to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess this doctor has had a couple of adventures. So we could say it's a little. It's I don't know if uh, it's a couple of. Let's just say it's it. I mean, he's had enough adventures from the time war to know the lay of the land of what has happened. Mm, I'm going to disagree. Oh, okay. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to I'm going to say because time being fluid. Uh huh. Um, that what Clive has evidence of and pictures from and drawings oh. from are adventures that hadn't happened yet. And I base that on the fact that Nine looks at himself in the mirror at yes. Rose's apartment and goes, oh, look at the ears. You know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. That's the reaction of a doctor who just regenerated. Yes. So, you know, down the road, in between Rose Adventures, however you want to put it, he goes to Krakatoa. He goes to the Titanic. He goes to whatever. Um, JFK assassination. But because, yeah, the, the JFK assassination. But because those things happened in the linear past, they can still happen in the Doctor's future. True. Fair. I just, um, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I think I was on board at first where I was like, well... Yeah, he just looked at himself in the mirror, and then I thought to myself, well, maybe he just didn't have mirrors in any of those. <laughs> and then I went, that he went makes... all these Avengers and just, just didn't have an opportunity yeah. to look at a mirror. I'm like, that doesn't or make any shiny. sense. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> no, so I absolutely love this. Um, the J- For me, as a new viewer, when we did the pullout to JFK assassination, I went, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. This is great. Nice. We got Because it's a conspiracy nice. theory now. Exactly. And, 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 you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're in an age of, of conspiracy theories, and I would almost argue we're now in a post-conspiracy theory uh, world, but that's a discussion for another podcast at another time. Yeah, we will be starting that next year. Uh, no. Oh, oh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kidding, maybe. Um, yeah, and we end with, um, there's the, the Doctor's greatest companion, Death. That's right. Which is just we end on and a here. Everyone thought it was Sarah Jane. Yeah, but it was death. No. It follows him wherever he goes. Exactly. And we go from the serious conspiracy theory from Clive to the wackiness of Mickey getting eaten by a garbage can. <laughs> can I also say that when I when I first saw this, I was very entertained by the fact that Mickey drove a beetle. Oh, and um, it's also yellow. Yes. And is that kind of a, a little homage to Bessie? Maybe was Bessie yellow? Yeah, Bessie is yellow. There we go. Uh, I hadn't really thought of it as 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 an homage, but it might be. Mm, possibly. I'll, I'll run with that, sure. Yeah. I've never heard anybody talk about that point. There we go. Good stuff. Um, I got a really uh, big kick, and I still, I did it first, and I do now, out of uh, Living Plastic Mickey. Yes. Where kind she... of reminds me of, what was it? Was it an Energizer battery? Yes. Ad where... where... There were basically these plastic, very stylized people, like, you know, 
Yeah. No, I remember oh, those ads. Yes. Do you remember those? Oh, okay, of course. If, if my keyboard was any quieter, I'd start looking it up right now. But I is any can't. keyboard quiet though? Some of them. I mean, at least I'm not using a mechanical keyboard. I mean, those are really oy, oy. Yeah. And it doesn't help that my microphone is right next to my keyboard. Very true. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, he's gonna look it up. I'm looking it up. Um, it's Duracell. It was Duracell. Oh, it was. Du- of course, it was Duracell. Energizer was the bunny. Duh. Yes. Duracell commercial with creepy family. That is what someone has uh, has named their video. Search Dr. Blue Box or search Duracell commercial with creepy family. There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. Interesting. So yeah. I love that even living plastic Mickey want, does what he wants to do. She's like, we could get pizza or we could get, what was what did she say? Italian? Yeah, no, Italian Chinese. Chinese a Chinese. And he goes, pizza. And then they just go get pizza. <laughs> pizza. Like, like, oh, this is what a letter P is. He's like, I just want pizza. No, it is pizza. Very true. Always, always room for pizza. Heck yeah. And man, oh, this is, this is a great scene too, where living plastic mickey is trying to get information out of rose about oh, the yes. doctor and it ends up someone is trying to give that it was a champagne yeah champagne mm-hmm. we didn't order champagne uh and it's <laughs> uh the the doctor uh with a champagne bottle he shoots the cork into mickey's mouth or his head his head and he spits, and he spits it spits out it his mouth and then the doctor proceeds to rip his head off in the middle of this crowded restaurant. And then he says, act like that's going to stop me. And I love the the headless Mickey with the, um, I guess those would be, they resembled, um, oh boy, I don't know the correct word for them, but the wooden things that you would put into, up. Uh, what is it? Yeah, like a, like a pizza paddle. Yes, a pizza paddle. Thank you. It looked as, like a pizza as, paddle. As I like to, to call him rampaging mickey paddle arms <laughs> that's great Thank that's you. that would that be his gangster name <laughs> either that or his uh his uh childish gambino type rap name <laughs> well, i will take either one of those i like all right now i did i noticed a total gaff in this scene Ooh, okay and and it was one of those things where i mean unless i just didn't read that far on on tardis wiki um because they do talk continuity and stuff um so obviously you know when you you pop the cork out of a champagne bottle you get a bunch of champagne flowing out too oh yeah nothing came out of like that. like especially if you're you know shaking it agitating up like that. the bottle a bit um but just after uh plastic mickey spits it out and a, he stands up there's a shot where Mickey's on the left side of the screen. Rose is still sitting in the middle, and the doctor is standing next to her. He has the bottle at a complete 90-degree angle. <laughs> so the bottle is not upright. It's completely tilted on its side, and you can tell it's empty. Oh, boy. And there's no, obviously, there's no liquid anywhere. <laughs> there's well, no attempt to be like, oh, I've popped the cork, and now I'm holding the bottle upright, because that at least would make sense. Nope, I'm still holding it sideways, because I just shot it at you, and nothing's coming out. Well, we all know at this point Christopher Eccleston was already checked out of the show. So no, I'm just... oh, 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 is it hot in here or did John just drop a bird? Oh, my goodness. Damn. Do you think he heard it? Probably Ooh, not. Bring in the fire. Man, my, my goodness. Even I am. Oh, wow. The mini shoot. Yeah, that no, that's a full full on shoot for shoot. Week. Full, full blown shoot. Yeah. folks. Watch out. Goodness. Goodness me, anyway. Well, you know what? If you're going to get into a shoot, I'm going to get into a shoot. Because right about the time of this rampaging Mickey Petal Arms guy going on, yeah, we get that damned alarm bell in the music. Oh, jeez. That geez. I hate with such a virulent passion <laughs> that I would actually love to sit back down and go, Hey, Murray Gold, the hell was that alarm bell in all your music? Okay, because that drove me mad. Oy. Ugh. Yeah, right? I hear that. That is just, um, yeah, that was very <laughs> jarring. I did not enjoy that. So we're running away. Mm-hmm. We are uh, running towards the police box. The doctor goes inside the police box, and, of course, um, Rose just runs away. And she runs around it. She runs into it. And I love that she runs into it and comes out of it and then walks around it. I love that. Yes. I thought that I was like great. That. that was a nice touch. And um, she goes back in. And I, I like how um, we get our first look at the TARDIS here. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, 
It's um kind of resembles eights a little bit with the dark and dreariness of it. Um, eights Tardis, that is. Uh huh. Um, and we get the round things. The round things are there too. It's a nice little there throwback. Are. Um, and I love that she. Uh, we get the culture shock. Is that what he says? Oh, it's a bit of a culture shock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she says, "Are you alien?" And he says, "Yes." And she, he says, "Is that all right?" And she an immediate answer of yes. Mm-hmm. There's like no beat to it. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And she she asks, "Why do you sound like you're from the north?" And uh, he replies, "Lots of planets have a north." Well, they say that after they travel because they he's hooked up. The, the Mickey head. Oh, yes. The, the Mickey head. To try and home in on where the nesting consciousness is. And, and his head's the melting Mickey head. Yes. And so they they get close. Yes. And then they're out having a discussion. And that's, that's yeah, that's when she Lots of the, plan. the classic North. And also, how proud of is he of his police box? Very proud. He was just so proud. He's like, yeah, it's a police box. It's a disguise. It it's a disguise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just so happy. Yeah. Oh, love yeah, it. He's got quite the silly grin. It's kind of infectious. Yes, it's um, it's so good. It's so good. And is this the first time we get the uh, the mention of the Nestine? Is this? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, I believe it is because he's he's going on. And it's like it's got to be transmitting from something big and big and round. And you know they they do this great bit of camera oh, work my to goodness. set it up so the the wheels right behind him. Oh, I absolutely loved that. And I think this is also the 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 first fantastic. Yes, we get. yes, it is. I love <laughs> the um. It, yeah, I have good stuff with the transmitter. The pan over while he explains uh, what they need, and mm-hmm. then just the centering of him between. Yeah, that's a very good scene. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. And yeah, we get the oh, fantastic, and uh, we 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 go into a the giant melting pot. We get some fun fun visual effects yes yes the the nesting consciousness disguised as the world's largest fondue pot yes <laughs> and um he's got to give the nesting a choice he tells like he says hey i got this thing that'll stop it but i gotta give it i gotta give him the choice here yeah this is and I, I i love when he's there just we we suddenly get these tasty time war more yes the vagueness of the war ah <sighs> And I, forget- I remember being so excited by that. I was like, what? Yeah. What? There's this whole, no, tell me more. Oh, <laughs> yes, because at this point, nobody really, know- like, you as a you just think uh, the Time Lords are still around. They're hanging out. Yeah, right. Goodness. What was that like when you found that out? We don't find that out till, um... oh, no, we find that out in, this, in the second episode, right? Do we? Mm-hmm. We just don't, we yeah. just know it's the Time War and we don't know anything more. That's all we know. Right. I mean, we're we're literally being given just these little crumbs. Yeah. That's such um, a good uh storyline too. Just Oh, completely. Yeah. And it and it completely. gives more um it gives more um depth and, to why why the Nestine has come back to Earth because mm-hmm. their world was destroyed. Right. And instead of a, you know, like a sinister thing, well, it is a sinister thing that they're doing. It's a survival thing. For exactly. So it casts that whole thing in kind of a different light. Yeah. And it and that's kind of how we we meet most of, um, that's kind of how we meet most of uh, our alien races. Because they're all yeah. affected by the war that we know nothing about at this point. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, even in... Even in the episode Dalek, which coincidentally aired on this day in 2005. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Um, even the Daleks kind of made out to be a sympathetic character. Yeah. You know, and that's something I never would have expected. Oh, no. I bet that was a that was a whole thing for you. I mean, oh, that's yeah. all I knew. It's it's so strange. Like, that's all I know. I knew of it. It's like, oh, and then we get later and I'm like, man, what the hell? <laughs> and that, that's really interesting for me because... I I don't know it from that perspective where yeah. you know you're introduced to these these characters these villains for the first time and then you go back to classic who and you're like oh there's all this other stuff yeah yes you know I'm literally coming at it from the other direction and so yeah just to have that experience that's that's like what was that like when when you finally watched some classic who and had that kind of horizon expanded for say the Dalek um. 
You know, I want to say I went, I, I didn't even know. I think I started watching, uh, I, I was like, I'm going to start at the beginning, which was a bad idea. But, um, <laughs> I mean, not that bad of an idea. But I think I tried to watch Dalek or whatever. The, I can't remember what the first Dalek story is called. But um, I tried to watch it. And that was that's the episode where I um, I talk about the pacing. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, the Daleks. That was the first, the first one, and that's that's when we're in a cave, and then we're not in we're not in the cave anymore. It's just that whole thing, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I really had no reference. I mean, but at that point, I had I knew that they were bad news because we had gotten further in, and the Daleks were just murdering everything. Right, right, right. So at that point, I had a frame of reference that they were bad, but then it it was like, oh, they were always bad, and this one Dalek was just super bummed out <laughs> emo dalek is emo <laughs> yeah he's very emo and goodness so i love i love that the uh the two uh autons are in suits yes <laughs> so they're like gangsters <laughs> i enjoy that um, I guess it's better than being in track suits yes oh my goodness that would have been insanity <laughs> um and he you know we're getting the vagueness of the time war like we said and mm-hmm. We end up, um, oh, and they have the TARDIS, too. I love, I love that it's like, and what's behind door number one? There is this, this total game show reveal. Yeah, and there's like a spotlight that yes. hits the TARDIS. Ta-da! I'm like, okay. So we we join uh, Jackie Tyler, who is like, I'm going to go shopping. And Rose says, no, don't go shopping. And she's like, I'm going to do it, bye. And just leaves <laughs> or hangs up the phone. And we... We also joined Clive and his family, who were just having a nice evening out. Yes. And I had forgotten about this, and I went, oh, no. Yeah. And uh, all of, uh, we're sending out the signal, and uh, all of our, everyone is is doing the robot. <laughs> then they come alive, and Clive has a realization. He's like, I was right. <laughs> I was right. Everything I thought was real is real. And that's pretty much your last thought and that is his last thought as his i assume his head is blown off in front of his his wife and his child um and everyone's just uh just getting blown to smithereens and the doctor's just kind of like standing there like well i guess i can't move or do anything yeah because apparently that one auton has got quite the kung fu grip yeah and i love that the um uh, the nestian you can hear it go time lord mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is great i love that um and then this is when Rose uh springs into action and uh she kicks the the Auton and he fall well he falls into the nestine as does the the vial of antiplastic of antiplastic and let me tell you when you know we get the antiplastic it's in there um and then I love that we, I have a note that just says the wacky music as the Autons die and they just murdered at least 30 people. Yeah. And that's just in this scene because I think they were trying to control all plastic everywhere, which I'm assuming means Legos, oh. kid toys, presumably yeah. adult toys. Oh, yeah, geez. Just saying. That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. That is a um, that is a whole thing. <laughs> Goodness. Anyway, do you think they... Nope. They're just going to... Move on from that. Yeah, wacky yeah. music as the autons die, and they just murdered a million people. Um, you know, let, let me let's go back to um, let's go back to Clive here. I mm-hmm. watched this with uh, with Lauren, and I said at the end of the episode, I said, you know what, I'd like to see. I'd like to see an episode where Clive's son either tries to get revenge on the Doctor, ooh, or becomes a companion of the Doctor. Oh, 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 ooh. I think that would be fun. Oh, that would be so. I think that'd inter- be great. I mean, each of those would be interesting. Either one of those, yes. Sets a trap for the Doctor or just um, happens upon the Doctor, much like most of the companions do. I, I think it would be more of a, um, oh my goodness, I am mm. just losing my concentration. Well, uh, right we're now. on the road for quite a bit today. Yeah, I was, and I am forgetting... Who I'm trying to make the comparison to. Um, Donna. Ooh, I'm possibly. sorry, Donna. Yes. Yeah. So it would be more like a Donna thing where we 
he ran or she ran into him and knows of him. Oh right, kind of, sort of the kind of like that. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think that'd be that'd be cool to have a fan or someone who whose father was obsessed with the doctor go, you know, immediately leave after this and it, almost try to get closure by meeting the doctor or something like that. I think that'd be fun because yeah. you know his father's face was blown off in front of him, um, <sighs> and then wacky music played as they died. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bothersome to me. I don't know why. No, it makes sense. Um, goodness. Okay, so we drop off m- the m- most frightened Mickey of them all. Yes. Um, and the doctor says, "Hey, why don't you come with me, Rose?" He's not invited though. <laughs> and she <laughs> says, "No, I got to stay here, and I got to take care of um, I got to take care of this guy." And the do- the doctor is so sad. Mm-hmm. He is a very sad doctor, and he leaves. But then, in the ultimate cocky move, he comes back, and he says, did I also mention it travels in time? And then we get slow motion running. Slow motion running set to music that really doesn't fit slow motion running. Yes, the the Doctor Who theme. Pretty much. (laughs) That was such a strange way to end that the slow motion running i thought yeah it's weird i don't know why the choice was done to do slow motion i mean yeah i, I don't I, I, I don't think it fits it, it it felt weird when i was watching i'm like what okay so fun introduction obviously i watched this and i was like all right i'm i'm ready for the next thing mm-hmm. and i think i also you know saw the next time and i went oh this is interesting my first time around so yeah i mean it got me in Oh, so, definitely. And, and you know, obviously it did a good enough job to get a lot of people in. Absolutely. Um, and, and then proceeds to set up the pattern, which I'll be curious to see if it continues, of introduction, far future, then into the past. Because I think just oh, about every not... new Doctor introduction has gone introduction, future, past, and then... What would know, we count Capaldi's? Because he went, they went back. Say that one more time. What would we count Capaldi's as? Because um, introduction, they went into the past, right? Uh, or his introduction yes. was in the past. Do we count that? Uh, you, you you count the introduction as the introduction. Okay. Well, then, huh, regardless of the point in time, because but you're but you're right because nine, ten, and eleven were all technically quote unquote present day. So you're right. Twelve does does kind of break that. Aha. But if I'm not mistaken. His second and third also go future and then past, if I remember right. My goodness, why can't I remember? Oh, his second episode was in uh, Journey to the Center of the Dalek, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> we'll just go with yes. Yeah, we'll go with yes. Because we were still we'll trying see. to figure out what kind of man he was, and then he's like, hey, eat this thing, you won't die. And then they died. Um, right. Anyway, <laughs> you can go back in our archives and listen to that episode. So anyway, I thought this was a, you know, good introduction. Uh, great to watch Eccleson again. Mm-hmm. Made me miss him. Made me want to watch a little more. Actually, you know what episode I never revisit? Just because I think I watched it the first time and I was like, I don't care about this. It's the What's Dickens that? episode, the third episode. Really? Yeah, I never revisited that. I watched it once and I went, I don't want to watch this ever again. That's so funny. I rather liked that one. I think um, I will have to revisit that or I will um, suggest that we watch it for this show i i think that would be great because it's got eve miles in it I, i'll yeah. never turn down an episode with that lady in it that's why you like it that's one reason <laughs> hey i'm fine with it so right. what are we watching next time taylor we're watching the christmas invasion yes starring david Tennant as the doctor billy piper's rose written by russell the davies and directed by james haas mm-hmm. yeah that's how you say that name I'm pretty excited about this. I haven't watched this in a while. Um, yeah, it's been a while for me too, but it's I, you know, it's it's one I definitely enjoyed. Isn't there a mini episode in between this? Wasn't there a mini between um, Bad Wolf? Nope, it wasn't called Bad Wolf. The finale of season one and this. I feel like I... there was a mini episode, and if I if the, I am correct, we will watch that too. Okay, why yeah, not? If you find it, show it to me. I it's not ringing a bell in my head though. I can't remember. I feel like it was um. What was it? The child. What are the, what's the special layup? The children in oh, need. The children in need. Yeah, I feel like it was from that. Oh, it might have been then. Anywho, mm-hmm. uh, you got anything else? Any other? No. Um. All right. I got nothing yeah. else either. 
So you can like <laughs> us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter uh, at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG. That's where you can uh, find the episode up first if one of us, me, forgets to up- <laughs> update the RSS feed. So you can just listen to everything there. Uh, NOTLG.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our awesome Podcastica shirts. Uh, Patreon.com slash NOTLG. Donate, please, if you feel that you enjoy this and you want to give us a dollar or two dollars or three or so on and so on. We would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Y-Axis, they do our music. Please support them. They just said, hey, here's some music. Use it for free. You don't have to give us anything. Uh, so check them out there on uh, the y- the yaxes.bandcamp.com. They're also on Spotify. Just um, put one song on repeat and leave it on all night. <laughs> I should do that. Why don't I do that for them? I, I don't should. know. I should do that. And then it's like I'll go to um, Last FM, and it's like your most played song is this song ten thousand times. Pretty much. Goodness. Uh, what else? You know what? Just head on over to notlg dot com. We got a podcast for everyone. Let's select three podcasts, shall we? Well, we already talked about if memory serves, you should go check mm-hmm. that out for sure. Let's see what else do we have. We have uh, Bampow TV. If you watched Avengers: Infinity War like I did, uh, holy moly! But um, they're probably going to talk about that soon, and they have been talking about all of the MCU movies in order, so check that out. And um, what else? If you like wrestling, Tornado Tag Radio is the only other show that I regularly do. Oh, I do Monthly Music Digest. Anyway, there's something for everybody, notlg.com. Join us again next time, The Christmas Invasion, David Tennant's first episode as The Doctor. We will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. So in in the studio right now, there is a gigantic spider. Um, Oh, dear. I'm going to kill it real quick. Wow. That scared the crap out of me.